right there. Stop the whole thing. Listen to what the scripture just said. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, the righteousness which comes by faith in Jesus Christ, which is what we need. This is what we need to get to heaven. We need the righteousness of God. That's how a person gets saved. Not by confessing, not by making Jesus the Lord of their life, not by repeating a prayer. They believe here. They believe. All right, welcome back. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse, and this is Bible Line, and we are continuing this very, very important series. This is the second of three videos talking about how confession does not bring about salvation. And we are going through Romans 10 in context. Last week on Bible Line, we talked about how Paul is speaking to the Jews about their unbelief on Jesus as the Messiah, the Christ. I looked in Romans chapter 9, starting in verse 30, and we went all the way through chapter 10 in verse 4. We talked about the importance of the righteousness of God and the righteousness which comes about by the law. I want you to understand something very, very clear, that righteousness by the law has to come about if you keep the law perfectly. I want to read to you some verses here that I think are important. Leviticus 18.5. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. Is a man able to keep the law? No, he's not. And God is saying, if you do them, you will live. And no man can live eternally with God because he cannot keep the law. Galatians 3 in verse 12. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. It's not of faith, which is simply believing on the work that someone else has done and not doing the work yourself. You have to actually do them. We can't do them. Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 20. Now we know that what, what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Why is it that they become guilty? Because they have promised to keep the law and they cannot and so they will be condemned. Therefore, verse 20, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. With the law comes the condemnation of sin. So no one can keep the law. Romans chapter 2 and verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Doesn't count that you heard it and know it. You've got to do it. And it's very clear in a... James chapter 2 in verse 10. What does that say? Let's take a look. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet, a one, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Having understood that, having looked at those details here, when Paul says in verse 5 of Romans 10, For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them, he is saying what the Jew already knows. You have to keep the law perfectly. You do not. You do not. And that's why we have to understand what Moses did say about faith. Did Moses speak about that? He absolutely did. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 30 in verse 6. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. Now that's different from physical circumcision. We know that circumcision was the sign of the covenant that God had made with Israel. 
that he would bring about eternal life through them, that he would bring about the Redeemer through them, and Israel knew that. But why is Moses now referring to the circumcision of the heart? Do you physically circumcise your brain? No. What he's talking about is a new nature through faith. And the heart of thy seed, to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. So there's a difference between the man who is justified by the law will live by the law. He can't do that. He's going to be found guilty, as Romans 3, 19 through 20 tells us. But those who can live experience circumcision of the heart to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and all thy soul. That only comes about when you believe on Jesus Christ and you're given a brand new nature, 1 John 3, 9. You're born of God. You can't commit sin. You've got that new nature. We still struggle with our flesh, but in order to be saved, it's a changing of your mind from the law being able to save you and that Jesus Christ is sufficient unto eternal life, that he did pay for your sins. Why is this important? Because this is where Paul is setting his argument leading up to that statement about confession. So back in Romans 10 in verse 5, for Moses, uh, Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart what you believe. Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Now when, when he's talking about Christ here, I don't think that he's saying to the Jew, Jesus Christ. He's saying the Messiah. He's saying who's going to go into heaven and get the Messiah for you? Verse 7, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Who's going to bring the Messiah back from the dead? Because they knew that the Messiah would be cut off. But what saith it? This is where it's important to see before we get to verse 9, verse 8. But what saith it? What does he mean by what saith it? Well, he's talking about Deuteronomy 30 in verse 14. But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. It's not the word of the law. It is the word of faith in the coming Messiah. That's what he says. And he clarifies that. That is the word of faith. We're in Romans 10.8. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, here's the creme de la creme. Is confession what brings about eternal life? He has already said in verse 4, please pay attention to this. Please pay attention to this. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth, not confesseth. Nowhere is confession mentioned in Romans until this point, and you'll see why. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So does eternal positioning in Christ, the believer, excuse me, the sinner being regenerated and brought to a right standing in God, is it the result of confession or of belief? It is the result of belief. Confession is how the Jew makes it known what he has believed. When Israel was given the law, they were told what the law is, and they had a response. Their response revealed what they intended to do. We will do all that you have told us. And God held them to that standard because they committed to it. That standard was you've got to do the law. They all fall short. Everybody does. 
every mouth is going to be stopped and the whole world will be condemned guilty because they have not met the requirements of the law. But now we have the righteousness of God through faith over here, which comes by belief. The purpose of confession is not for any kind of salvation or physical deliverance. It is for the purpose of this is what I have believed. The Jew and the Gentile are in a battle here. For the longest time, the whole world has been Judeo-centric leading up to the death of Jesus. In his resurrection, God is now dealing with the Gentile. The Jew reveals what he has believed by what he confesses. His confession does not save him. His confession reveals what he's already believed. Is that anywhere in the scripture? Look at verse 10. By the way, don't forget, we have an audio exclusive podcast on Bible Line. You can follow us everywhere where you would get a podcast, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We post once a week there all of this stuff, uh, the transcription stuff, but we also have an audio exclusive called Real Talk once a week. Make sure you go over there and check it out. If you're new to the Bible Line ecosystem here on YouTube, make sure that you hit subscribe, like, comment, share the video. When you hit subscribe, hit the notification bell because we post several times a week and we do stuff on the community tab too. And that notification bell, you set it to all. You can get all those different things uh, right to your inbox. If you have a question, send your Bible question to us, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. And we'll do our best to get you a written answer and even make a video like today's video. Let's get back to our topic. Okay, so we've got verse 10 that says it right here. For with the heart, the man, excuse me, the mind, Man believeth unto righteousness. Boom, stop right there. Stop the whole thing. Listen to what the scripture just said. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, the righteousness which comes by faith in Jesus Christ, which is what we need. This is what we need to get to heaven. We need the righteousness of God. That's how a person gets saved. Not by confessing, not by making Jesus the Lord of their life, not by repeating a prayer. They believe here. They believe and they are made a child of God. Now here's the purpose of confession. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I don't think he's talking about physical deliverance. I don't think he ta he's talking about eternal salvation. He's confession unto salvation. This is what I have believed. Hello world. This is what I've believed. I was of the Jewish faith in that I was trying to keep the law to be saved, but I have changed my mind. I believe that Jesus is the promised Messiah who took away my sins. That's the function of confession. Now he says in verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. He already said that in chapter nine. Pay attention with me, please. Chapter 9, verse 33, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling block and rock of offense. That's a prophecy of Jesus. And whosoever believeth in him, on him shall not be ashamed. There is zero, zip, zilch, not a here about confession. It is all about believe, believe, believe. It is so dangerous to make a person confess something that they don't even understand. They may not even understand what you're asking them to do. They're just repeating what you're telling them. And that's what they are placing their hope in. Well, I know I'm saved because I confessed publicly. That is not salvation. It is important for a believer to talk about what they have believed. That is confessing. And that's the purpose of it. But does it say that? It absolutely does. Verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew 
and the Greek, the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever will believe that what Jesus Christ did for them on the cross will receive the righteousness of God. There is no difference whether they're a Jew or a Greek. And now they can be saved from persecution that they will face, certainly because of identification with Christ. This is a big deal, especially in Paul's time, because Caesar in Rome, he was starting to get a big head. He was starting to think he's divine. And he's telling people, you need to confess my divinity that I am Lord. And so people can call upon the Lord in that time and be saved. And it's also a reference from Joel 2.32. But none of this is talking about, especially here, confession or calling, bringing about eternal life. It is all belief. Now look at verse 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? Do you see what happens here? It's not calling. Lord, save me. That's not what saves you. It's belief. You believe. You first come to the understanding that Christ died on the cross to pay for my sin. He is the Messiah. I believe on him. Boom. That's when you're regenerated right in that moment. God's not waiting for you to, okay, he believes. Now I'm just waiting for him to call. I'm just waiting for him to give me a call. That's not what is said here. And how shall they believe of him whom they have not heard. How does somebody hear? By your confession. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is so very, there's a flow to this. This is very simple. A person believes on what they've heard. They hear based on what someone has confessed and what they have already believed. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And that's not talking about an ordained minister. That's talking about anybody that teaches the gospel. And then he says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? And did Jesus not send us into the world? Matthew 28, absolutely. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach, teach the gospel of peace. What is that peace? Look in chapter 5. Oh, follow me here. Look in chapter 5 of Romans. Therefore, being justified by faith, verse 1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we receive peace. That's the gospel of peace. Believing on Jesus Christ for the payment of your sins. As it says, uh, sorry, Romans 10, 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. And what does it mean to obey the gospel? To believe. For Isaiah, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report. That's from Isaiah 53 and verse 1. And he concludes, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It was the Jews' opportunity to confess what they had already believed so that they could lead more Jewish people to Christ. It was not that confession is what saved them. And anyone who teaches in opposition to that is outside of what the Bible teaches. And I warn you against those people. Have, have assurance, my friend. Have peace and comfort. You know what this does? It causes so much chaos, and that's what we're going to talk about in the next video as we wrap up this series. I pray it's been a benefit to you. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus Christ certainly is coming soon, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.